You're listening to the Prison Poetry Workshop Podcast. I'm Ren Smith. Here we present readings, commentary, recordings, and stories about the little-known and even less understood literary tradition of prison poetry. Today, we sit with Los Angeles poet Luis Rodriguez. Most people call me Luis. Uh, We are in the Northeast San Fernando Valley, which is a section of Los Angeles that most people don't think about, but it's actually the second largest Mexican community in the U.S. after East L.A. Luis is a fixture in the community, and locals might know him as the guy who opened up a cultural center there 12 years ago. But he's more widely known for authoring a blunt-edged memoir called Always Running, La Vida Loca, Gang Days in L.A. The 1993 book covers Luis's drug-addled youth and offers a raw depiction of life on the streets. But Luis is quick to point out that it also offers something else. Story and transformation, if people get that far. <laughs> you know, but they always, like a lot of gang books, they always, it always ends with guys still in the gang or somehow gets killed. There's no happy ending. And it's not like there's a happy ending, there's a resolution. And my life got resolved pretty early on where now I've been living an active, activist life, uh, writer life, poetry life, a part of life for 40 years. So that's an important part of that story, yeah. Luisa's story is an inspiration to prisoners around the country many of whom he's been working with for years. He knows how easily he might have bunked next to them. So, you know, I've been doing prison workshops for more than 30 years. I started, it's my way of giving back. I, I uh, ended up in juvenile facilities, jails all over the East LA, San Gabriel Valley, ended up in two adult facilities. But I didn't end up doing all that heavy jail time like a lot of my friends and homies. Um, so one way that I gave back was uh, when I got to be 25 years old, I ended up going to one of the prisons here in California, Chino Prison. And I was working with a mentor who taught me. He, he was in prison for 17 years, and he learned writing in prison. He came out, and he got me back into the prison workshops. I've been doing them ever since all over the country, most of them here in California. Luis has been astonished by the quality of poetry he's encountered behind bars and reads us some. I'll just read whatever I can. Here's one from one young man named Darren Robinson. It's, Where Have I Been? I've been here, not there still inside the justice cage. Counted calendars waved goodbye to holidays. It's the same for all of us. Stripped naked in front of God and all for something I've never done. Seen friends far and wide rushed like a bum. I've been face down in the mud while it rains, awaiting another's ignorance. Stood in line for 20 years and it still doesn't make any sense. Maimed and divorced in due course. Played basketball, softball, still denied in the courts. I've gone to trial, sentenced to life, to suffer, but only because I let my family down, mainly my mother. Luis, who has his own press called Tia Chucha and has won awards like the Patterson Poetry Prize, can't get over guys like Darren. I want to say something about Darren. I remember he was not a good writer, didn't consider himself a good writer. And you can tell there's not a lot of sophisticated writing here, but once he got going, he brought images, stories. Another inmate writes a poem called We Don't Need More Trouble. This is Gabriel Rubacalva Corral. As I sit on this bench or desk, I trip out 
because I hear this music. It sounds so good to the ear. The words, we don't need no more trouble. It's true. Peace and love, what is that? Peace, I think, is no more fighting. And love, what is that? I can say I love you, but do I truly mean it? I would like to love. Is love physical or emotional? Or is it spiritual? Trust, I don't know why, but this word just came up to my mind. What is trust? I walk around this yard like I'm cold or bad, but I know somewhere deep inside, I am not. I feel alone and abandoned. Those poems come from an anthology of prison writing Luis helped compile called Honor Comes Hard. Luis himself has been through a lot. He'd been in gangs, was a drug addict, and was even suicidal at times. But his art was always kind of there. He just needed someone to help bring it out. So her name was actually Tia Chucha, um, which means uh, it's a shortened for her name was Maria de Jesus, and Jesus is Jesus. So in Mexico, uh, we see, I don't know why they shortened it to Chucho and Chuy and Chucha. So, uh, so that's why she was my Aunt Chucha. Now, what she was, was I think everybody got one, a really crazy relative, you know. And the reason why she was crazy is because she was just totally creative. She loved to do poetry. She created her own little anecdotes. She um, sang songs. She had a guitar in her back. Luis was totally smitten by Tia Chucha, and still is. She's been his muse. He's paid tribute to her by naming both his press and cultural center after her, and by immortalizing his Tia in one of his most well-known poems. So this is how it goes. Every few years, Tia Chucha would visit the family in a tornado of song and open us up as if we were an ever-ripe avocado. She was a dumpy, black-haired creature of upheaval who often came unannounced with a bag of presents, including homemade perfumes and colognes that smelled something like riding fish in a hot day at the tuna cannery. They said she was crazy. Oh sure, she once ran out naked to catch the postman with a letter that didn't belong to us. I mean, she had this annoying habit of boarding city buses and singing at the top of her voice. One bus driver even refused to go on until she got off. But crazy? To me, she was the wisp of the wind's freedom. A music maker who once tried to teach me guitar but ended up singing and singing, me listening and her singing until I put the instrument down and watched the clock click the lesson time away. I didn't learn guitar, but I learned something about her craving for the new, the unbroken, so she could break it. Periodically, she banished herself from the family and was the better for it. I secretly admired Tia Chucha. She was always quick with a story, another pepito joke, or a handwritten lyric that she would produce regardless of the occasion. She was a despot of desire, uncontainable as a splash of water on a varnished table. I wanted to remove the layers of unnatural scene, the way Tia Chucha beheld the world with first eyes like an infant who can discern the elixir within milk. I wanted to be one of the prizes she stuffed into her rumpled bag. Tia Chucha gave Luis everything he needed to find art, but it was a close call. Luis almost didn't make it. I think everything I did was suicidal, but at one point I actually wanted to cut my wrist. 
and I was thinking, you know, I don't want my mom to see the blood in the water. So I, was, I had a bucket and with water, so I would cut my wrist and put it in there so the blood wouldn't fall and it would just be, in, you know. But then Luis got interrupted. Well, what happens when I'm getting ready to cut my wrist and why it didn't happen is I heard a song in my head. I can't tell you what it is. I don't think it matters. It was as if Tia Chucha had appeared to hum a little tune in Luis's ear. The song stuck with him, Luis says, and he believes other people might be saved by other songs. As long as you have a song in your heart, in your head, you're not going to die. Keep the song going. That, to me, is important. You know how many people I know are getting there, and then, you know, the ones that went and did it, their song was gone. Luis tries to do for his students, especially the ones in prisons, what Tia Chucha did for him. Um, I tell people, get your poetry antennas out, and then you start looking things differently. Pretty soon you'll find a poem and a crack in a wall. And this can change not just how prisoners see the world, but how they see themselves. And, and I think when, when you're sitting in prison or jail and you don't know who you are, somebody's telling you what your story is. You're no good, you're a criminal. Uh, writing actually gets you into it really what it is. There's um, a thread in your life that you start tapping into. And I also think it has a thread into the future. If you, The writing kind of pulls them both together. This is where you've been. In all chaos, there is a cosmos. In all disorder, a secret order, wrote psychiatrist Carl Jung. Poems are good for discovering. In just a line or two, calamity becomes miracle. Instead of an aunt struggling with mental illness, Tia Chucha becomes the patron saint of inspiration. And I find that with prisoners, when they start beginning to articulate this and are writing it in some kind of way, they begin to realize, hey, wait a minute, everything I've been through has meaning. I'm Ren Smith. We'll be back next week with more prison poetry. To find out how you can lend your voice to our poetry archive, go to prisonpoetryworkshop.org.